Welcome to the Everyday Sniper. You got Frank at Sniper's Hide. And how you guys doing after April 1st? We're kind of into the new month. Man, time is flying. Things are just going by so quick. It's like, holy cow, another week went by. And I'm like, man, I had meetings this week, had guys fly into town, um, more Sniper's Hide stuff. I uh, had my ad team guys. I, I always blew ads off. I, I don't like selling like that. I mean, I guess I do promote, sell, do all that stuff, but I really don't like like picking up the phone and begging people and be like, hey, you want to advertise? So I didn't do it. Even like right after Scout, Scout blew it off on me. Um, they originally said, oh, we're going to do this in your ad team. And that was one of my defining factors on going to Scout was they had a 12-person ad team. And I'm like, well, shoot, that's what I need. I don't want to do that part. Um, I'm a content guy. I don't want to do the sales and all that other crap. And so, um, you know, and then that all fell apart because then they wouldn't do because the gun industry, we were scary. You know what I mean? So they blew me off that way. And they were like, nah, we're not doing that. So all all those sort of previous ads and everything fell apart. And then I came back and bringing a couple people in, it was it was really kind of crazy and tedious and and one of the things and everybody throws a fit it's like guys are like ah, i want to do ads i want to do ads and like the numbers if you look at sniper's hide like if it wasn't sniper's hide like say it was you know golf.com if we put up the same numbers but we were a golf site or even baseball or any other sport it would be completely different we would be three four times the value, I guess, um, than we are because we're in the gun industry. The gun industry works a little different. And and so, um, you know, it was like, oh, I want 250 for ads. And it's like, okay, dude, I'll get you ads, two dollars, you know, 250 bucks. Then they're like, all right, bill me every time, over and over. And it's like, dude, I'm traveling. I'm I'm not billing you every month for 250 bucks. And, you know, you know what the bill is and what the thing is, pay the bill. And so I had a bunch of people like, you aren't you're charging me. It's like, dude, you know, you got a bill that says I want this ad for this long, for this many months, just send a check. But instead they're like, keep sending me and I won't pay unless you send me a check. And I'm like, what, or an invoice. I'm like, what? So I let it go and I just didn't do it. I had a couple of sort of institutional ones, big ones that did do it correctly, you know, three or four, but most were like these minor ones. So I blew it off. Well, anyway, I brought an ad team in. So I, for almost a, not quite a year, June will be a year with them, but they're cranking, man. They're doing some really good stuff, but now we're adjusting and doing that. And I had to sit down with them and go over and, and just look at the other elements. And then everybody's like the, the podcast. I mean, this, this is a huge one. So, I mean, you know, 1.5 million downloads, 12,000 subscribers. It's it's a popular podcast. Maybe I've let it go when I had that breaks and stuff, but they want to advertise. It's like, nah, I don't want to do it that way. I don't want to do it. So everybody goes traditional. And I'm like over the whole traditional, you know, the Everyday Sniper brought to you by Frank's, you know, raging hate for all these things and it's like but you're not sponsoring me as if you were and you were bankrolling this this is paid for so you're really not sponsoring the, the you're advertising like a friggin' tv show you know what i mean it's not sponsorship i don't need you to sponsor me so that way there i could do this 
You know, this has already been bought and paid for. So now you want to advertise. And that was kind of like, there's this, it, well, it's the influencer. It's this mindset of small grassroots. And, and I am, I do do things organically. I like organic growth and I help people with that. I mean, yeah, I move the, the needle and push things around, but yeah, man, you're not sponsoring me. You know, you're, you want to advertise with me. Okay, cool. And so we need to fix those terminologies. So I had those guys come in and, and we did all that. Uh, so that, and, and I think, you know, that's going to turn out really good. So if you, it takes it out of my hands, it allows me to travel. It allows me to go and work, uh, you know, on different things. It allows me to create and, and put my mind more towards the creative, which you know, I was in a creative rut for a while, and I'm now just coming out of that sort of writer's block. I was burnt, you know, it was just straight up burnt. Um, you know, the travel, the um the what do you call it? The 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 pace, you know, podcast, two a week, three a week. What I was doing crazy numbers, you know, and, and it was like wow, and then my mom gets sick, and that puts another air of pressure. And now for me, one of the things you guys may not or not realize, it's like it, it's this drive to do things a certain way. You know, like I want things to um, like it, it, it's very specific. You know what I mean? And, and I wing a certain amount, um, you know, because these guys were like, well, are you scripted? Do you do this? Do you have a lineup planned? You know, they're asking, which maybe I should now start going that way. Uh, not 100%, but a little bit. So kind of like map out where I'm going to be. So that way there you go to advertisers like the magazines do. You know, I wrote for the magazines. I just did an article again for Gun Digest. I did a bigger 2,500 word one. Um. But, you know, they kind of go in the beginning of the year and they say, listen, we're going to do March is going to be this article. April's going to be this article. May will be that article. So those are themes. I don't really do themes because it's how I feel. You know what I mean? It's like coming out with this. I mean, you're getting into the mindset. You're getting into how I'm thinking. And I'm very stream of consciousness. And that does not always play well into planning and people who want to do things specific ways. And I'm the same way. So anyway, so I, I had a lot of that happening and just some into the mindset. But then uh, we got the stuff with Chris. And, and I, I should, Chris, I think he's got shooting somewhere. I don't know. There was stuff this weekend. We had the Pawnee, which I missed. Like I said, I'm kind of in this development mode, and I got um actually Karen comes into town today. Uh, she has work in Colorado, and she's flying in, so I'm gonna, you know she's stopping in. We're gonna do an overnight, uh, and so she's gonna stay here and have dinner and stuff. But you know, so there's a little bit of that. Anyway, so I didn't go shoot any of the matches this weekend. I think there was a cameo, and I think there was a Pawnee locally. So. I mean, this is where I wanted to go because of talking with Chris and doing those crossfire videos and just seeing the way, and I got to, it's got to be specific, too many Chris's. It's like I get texts now at night and I'm here and I'm like, you know, saying, oh, look who somebody just texted me. And it's like, uh, Chris. And they're like, which one? And it's like, oh, no way. Or Roberts or the, you know what I mean? You got to be specific now. 
But anyway, so Chris Way and I are doing the crossfire videos. And these are sort of short, to the point, frequently asked questions that we see over and over again. And, you know, the first one we went through and we talked a little bit of tripods. And then we went and we just, I put the one up with the video uh, on wind. And we talk about what is your wind strategy. And the wind strategy stuff is changing how everybody looks at this and addresses it because it is math and it's not voodoo. See, part of the problem was in the past. You know, every place, every location, every range has its quirks. Okay, there, you know, the terrain, the the obstacles, the patterns, weather patterns and things like that. Every range is slightly different, which direction it faces, the sun, the wind, the 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 the, the layout. You know what I mean? So there's all these little bitty quirks in here. And in the past, you know, we everything was local. And so guys come in and they go, okay, well, I'm going to shoot my local. I want to get into long range. My range does this. And, you know, those guys do this every weekend or every other month or whatever their case may be. And so you go up there and you shoot with them and you go to this old guy who's doing really, really well. And this was everybody in, in a lot of ways. If This guy's doing well. And maybe even he's on the instructor side. They never really gave you the entire picture, and they may not have knew it themselves. You know what I mean? And and we we there the question becomes in I guess it'd be education and teaching and all that. How to balance? And I'm all balance, man. I'm all about the balance. How to balance? How much information to give somebody? How to filter through? You know, we're analyzing here how to filter through, is this relevant today? Is this relevant today? Or is this relevant today? You know, you got four or five buckets here of things that we've talked about in the past in regards to just wind alone. And so this guy may only know what works for him. And that's huge. There's a lot of people who are successful who can't explain to you why or don't have really a methodology. It's just this works for them. Their brain operates like this and they're able to see it, analyze it, execute it quickly and easily for them and then go on. But then how do you translate that to teaching? And this was the problem back in the day. They didn't have a complete picture and then they, because they really weren't able to explain it, and teach it to you, you know, that came into, go grab a case of ammo and shoot it in the wind. You know, that was the main one. And I've said it, you know, but now I've always modified that for years. Now I've modified that grabbing a case of ammo and shooting in the wind is meaningless. If you don't have a frame of reference, if you don't know what you're trying to accomplish. And so what we're doing is we're helping people have a path have a direction. You know what I mean? We're, we're going down the trail. We're in the woods and we've reached a three-way fork in the road and only one goes where we want. The other two are going to take you deeper into the woods. So back then it was like, go grab a case of ammo and make your decision. Well, now we're saying, no, man, take this trail. 
Those trails are, you know, yeah, they did it and that'll get, but no, you want this way. And so we're explaining, you know, how far it moved across the entire thing. It wasn't just do the math formula, do the worm formula, the longhand math, right? Because you don't want to do that in the field. If you're breaking out a pencil and paper calculator, if you're doing formulas in the field, you've already lost. Okay, that formulas get done ahead of time. But now we're looking at, and they're not rule of thumbs. These are numbers. These are the actual numbers. These aren't swagging it. The only thing you're swagging is really the pattern of the wind. And that is because it changes, right? So it's ebbing and flowing and ebbing and flowing. You're looking for that pattern. You're looking for the trend, Okay, I see a trend of an average of eight miles an hour. I see a trend of an average of eight. But that eight may come at a price of a five, a 12, a six, a seven, a nine, an eight, a 12, a seven, a nine, a five, a back down. You know what I mean? It's all over the planet. So you're swagging like, can I fit this call into these changes? So am I catching the change correctly? You know, I'm calling for an eight mile an hour change. Am I hitting it on the eight? Or is it a case where, yeah, I'm calling it an eight and it's swinging between six and 10, but those are still on the plate. So you're making two mile an hour in either direction, which are really like four or five mile an hour mistakes, but you're, it's, it's, they're small enough to be on the plate. You know what I mean? So you're not missing per se. You're kind of just mixing up the group a little bit. And and that's a key factor when we're explaining this stuff. And that's kind of the, the what we're looking for behind Crossfire. You know, we're trying to present this information in a way that lights a match. You know what I mean? Turns a switch on that kind of stuff so we're trying to get you like okay we explained it this way and we got 80 percent of you and we explained it this way and we got another 10 well now we want to explain it this way and get the the rest you know what i mean so it's 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 an evolution of explanations you, you know what i mean and so that's kind of where we're going with the crossfire we want you to think about it we want you to look at yourself and to say, okay, what are these elements? I mean, it, it goes back to, you know, what are the elements of a good shooting position? We got fundamentals. We got shot process. But what are the elements? They used to explain elements, and this goes back to sling. So now we're trying to bring those elemental explanations back into play. You know, oh, they said you got to have bone support, right? Bone support does so many different things. And that was an element of a solid position. You didn't want to muscle it. You wanted to use bone support. And, and that is where we're going. We're, we're, we're explaining one more thing. It's one thing to say, you know, sling the rifle this way and get your hand up under it like this. But then somebody kind of leans out a little bit and you go, okay, wait a minute. No, don't lean your arm out like that because you're using muscle there. If you bring your arm back this way, you'll go back to bone support. And, and that's what we're trying to do with these crossfires um, with Chris and I. And it's amazing. I mean, this the, the, the thing that's interesting me right now, and, and it's good, it, it's kind of allowed me to be a little lazy in a way. 
um, that I'm not out chasing. It's it, it's letting me sort of um, what do you call it? Uh, uh recover. Uh, I don't know. The, the, you know what I mean? I'm 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 in like mellow mode. I'm in relax mode. I'm trying to recover because, like I said, I got burnt. So I'm burnt out. So I'm now I'm on vacation. I'm kind of, you know, revitalizing all that stuff. So I'm not really chasing it hard. Although I'm I'm watching it and I'm taking notes along the way. I'm not out kind of chasing it right away. Because like I said, I burnt myself. And if I can kind of chill a little bit, not travel as much, and, and, and you know, take a breather, then I can come out of the gate a little bit stronger. When I do pop out of the gate, I need to, um, you know, do it a little bit stronger. And, and right now I'm not in that zone. So that's why I'm not doing it. But Chris, the nice thing is Chris is out every week just about doing these events. And then he's coming back and we're talking and he's constantly hitting me up. I mean, the other night or last night, I think it was, he was like, or night before, he's, he's machine guns. And, and that's a good thing because it makes you think. And he, his thought process, and, and we're seeing it. Like, I think it's this weekend. It might be next weekend. I don't know the weekend. But let's just say when the, the, the cameo Doug Cohing PRS event comes out here. It's no coincidence they're coming west because it's boring back east. Any way you slice it, you're doing the same thing over and over again, and it's boring. And people want to change. You can't keep doing the same thing over and over again without mixing it up. And out west, they they saw that, and they mix it up, so the hunter stuff, right? I mean, he's texting me because I just took over the range um, the range that Mile High and I shared, I took over last week. Um, that's all set, met with Kevin, we're good. And so we're going to be using it a little bit more. And the question came up like, hey, can we use this for a hunter? And I'm like, I'm not really sure my range is a hunter range. I guess it is. We've got antelope and deer on it. Um, you know, there's animals on my range all the time that are huntable animals. So, yeah, maybe it is a hunting range. It's just a plains range, you know. But, um, you know, he was questioning like, hey, can we do this? And I'm like, yeah, you could do guys whatever you want. But what I'm hearing is it's beyond we're bored. It's moving to the practical side, right? We, we've know, we, we know what we can do. We know we can go bigger, heavier sandbag. We know we can do certain things. And it's successful. But now becomes that practical side of it. Okay? Like we asked in the last crossfire, our question to you, because we're ending the crossfires with a question. And the last question was, how quickly and successfully can you deploy your gear from, hey, I'm walking up this hill, I come over the top and down the other side and boom, I got a snapshot. Or I'm coming around the corner and boom, I got a issue. Or, you know what I mean, from sort of transit to lethal. From stowed to shot, right? My gear stowed, I'm carrying it on my back or it's in my vehicle, however you're doing it, from stowed to shot. How quickly and effectively can you do that? 
And that's the next question we're asking everybody. How quickly and effectively from whatever situation you're looking at to that? We were, oh God, what movie were we watching? Oh, so we were watching a movie last night um, on HBO called DMZ, right? Uh, where they basically, it's Escape from New York meets like Hunger Game. I don't know. It's, it's all these elements of, uh, it's like every movie put into one movie, but it's called DMZ. And so we're watching it and it was like, God, man, I need, I need a go bag. Got to grab a go bag to go. I need to be able to like shit bad, grab your shit, go, you know, everyday sniper, everyday carry, what's your everyday go bag. You know, I I'm looking at, and, and it's, it's kind of a Twitter fetish thing for me. Um, it, it, it's fun. Cause like I've been doing the pictures on Twitter and I've been doing that, um, images and I don't say a lot. So I just do the picture, I create it, and then I put it out there and like, you know, you guys enjoy. So there's a guy who does similar everyday carry and he does his knives, his pen, he does pocket dumps, right? It's pocket dump. Well, take that pocket dump to another level. It's like, well, what do we got here from maybe it's your house to go? How quickly when you say I'm going to the range, are you able to go? Can you just grab and go or are you assembling or are you stacking? What are you doing? I got to collect from here. I got to collect from here. I got to collect from here and put all these three together. Or is it grab these two things? I got my bag and my rifle and I'm ready to go. You know, it, it, what is your process and how are we looking at these things? Because it does come into play with these competitions, Right, the East Coast is boring, man. The East Coast is contrived. The East Coast is dead. They have volume because they're close together, right? You don't have to go six hours out of your way. You can go two or three hours and get to multiple events. You know what I mean? And and so there's a volume. So everybody does the same thing. Well, he's popular over there and he's doing this. I'm going to do the same thing. But I keep coming back to this. You gotta somehow think out of the box people want practical people want realistic people you know barricade bench rest is real you can build a barricade rifle that will basically shoot itself we know weight is stability we've now molded our weights to fit and wrap around our rifle. We could slide them in underneath. We can stack them along the side. We can load them into the stock, into the back, into tubes. You know what I mean? So you're able to balance that rifle and people realized early on weight is stability. And if you don't have to really carry it, you can bring your cart, you can walk from your car, you know, and then when you're on the stage, you're only doing three steps. Things become easy, Right? So you can stack weights. But now if we say, hey, man, come out west, you're going to go to Cameo, you're going to be at the bottom of the hill, and you're going to walk up there and start your first stage, you're going to do your shots, and then you're going to move along this path, and you're going to go over here. And by the time you're done today, you'll have walked three miles. And then tomorrow, you're going to walk three more. You're probably going to start shaving weight. And we saw this with the Sniper's Hide Cup in Colville, right? That was a huge thing. I mean, I brought this up and we and we mentioned with the packs and the different things and we're looking at the vaporware stuff. You know, I've had people say to me at the Sniper's Hide Cup when we were walking two to three miles an event, it's too much walking. I'm too and then I see them and they got an Eberly stock and they're filling it. 
It's like, dude, that's an eight pound pack and you're maxed. And it's like, no wonder, you know, I'm, I'm, I got that Vorn. I got my rifle loaded in it. It's got just enough for that day. And that's really it. And there's nothing like extra in there. You know, I mean, really the only thing extra I'm carrying would technically be my phone because I don't need the phone to shoot. I'm using the phone to take pictures. And when there's downtime, I can cruise the Internet. So that's like just like the only thing that I'm carrying that I'm probably never going to use. Now, there might be a piece of rain gear depending or something like that. But even that's gotten so light. You know, that it's not a big deal. I don't have to carry a full-blown, you know, Gore-Tex, yada, 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 everything. I can get away with lighter. But the events are screaming for change. And you're seeing the migration west because they're chasing change. That should be a clue to everybody back east. I mean, ask yourself, what do you... Uh, well, I don't understand why you guys aren't questioning what they're not doing for you. What more can, you know, uh, I don't, it just, it just blows my mind. You'll, you'll pay money. You'll do this to, to be part of an organization that really just pats you on the back and says, thanks for showing up. But you're not getting anything out of it. Like they're not helping. They're not trying to reestablish. They're not saying, man, dude, here's three new courses of fire to try. Where's that coming from? It's not. It's how easy would that? Think about the NRL 22, right? Just the NRL 22. When they kind of brought that up, think about what they did monthly for NRL 22. What support they gave you, how they helped the match directors, what they did to kind of get you to that next level, next place. And then think about now, or is that happening on the other side of the country? Uh, probably not, man. I don't see it, but who knows? Anyway, so that's where the, the events need to kind of change, come up a little bit, and, and, and start thinking about it. I mean, it's, it's gone long enough. It, 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 everybody's screaming for a direction change. I mean, the fractures are huge because it's all regional now. Out here, it's regional. Crazy. Wyco, right? Border Wars, Nebraska grooves, eh, California sees, Jim sees with his Border Wars stuff. It's all these little regionals, which is how it should be. It should really be Hunger Games, right? We need to have districts and have our regions. And then within those regions, those regions should compete. And then at the end, the finale should combine somebody from every region, right? Your winners from this region, that region, and that region. It it's due, right? Before when there was only smaller number, you know, if we had 12 matches a year, which we've had less than at times, but say we had 12 matches a year, well, then you're open. You do whatever you want. But now you're like 48. Well, now you need to break that down into the regions. You have enough locations for the regional stuff. And, and really, it should get filtered down because what that does is it makes the product better. And maybe the regions start changing things because they're now left on their own a little bit more to do things that fits that regional location better. You know, everybody says, well, we can't do on the east what you do on the west, but you could do things different. 
you can do things that are maybe, maybe it is just there that it's contriving in that. And it's, you know, square range, barricade, bench rest, blah, blah, blah. But then you move over to another place in like the Arkansas or someplace Alabama's and it's a little bit more terrainy. Maybe it's, you know, it's, it's a little different where they can get a little fieldy to it. You know, maybe it's not 10 field stages, it's two blind stages, something like that. You start small and you work your way up. That's what we're looking to do. So anyway, that's kind of where I was at with that. And and that's that's the conversations that Chris is having. He wants to like, it's like use the range for experimentation. Go to Cameo to experiment. Go out there and, and, and take the time to explore, to, uh, you know, test, to measure, to look at all these things. And it's important because there's a metric, metric, metric ton of information that is moving through. And it's the industry, but it's this kind of this niche of us. We're, We're collecting a ton of information. We're not using it effectively because those guys have it and aren't using it. Those guys see it, but don't care about it. These guys aren't even, they're oblivious that it's even there. You know what I mean? So you have all these things where everybody kind of looked at it and said, well, how do we feed the center? Even small things are important. Let's feed the center. Let's feed the center. And, and you'll find that that helps kind of change and move the ball into a more positive direction. I'm, I honestly, I have no clue why they didn't do a, 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 a big revamp on the production classes, which is bullshit. Get rid of it. I mean, really, like I said, the open limited, and, and I'll harp back to that. It, it, they should have cleaned it up and simplified all this over the course of COVID. You know, with the shutdowns, the lockdowns, the changes, the reflections, the ability for everybody to not even work, to sit around... There should have been like Zoom meetings when everybody was told to stay home within these groups. I mean, we were doing it with ourselves, like the training side. There was a crew of us, and you're seeing the result of that, that were sitting around saying, hey, let's do these things, and then going out and doing it, working together. And and that's kind of like the gathering, you know, think about that. We're bringing everybody in. There's going to be a gathering at Blakely, Georgia, where it's like Army versus Marines, and it's mixed into the Guardian match. So you're seeing like these things that were happening in their own little corner of the world are now coming out into the sunlight and working within other people so you can experience it. And then that breeds new ideas, you know, and and that didn't happen with the East Coast crew. And... It, that's telling, man. That's lazy. That's taking your money and running kind of behavior when they're not putting back into their own effort unless it makes them money. It all makes you money. But you, you, you got to put back into that effort. I mean, it's crazy to think that people are okay with that, um, that you're just kind of sitting back, collecting a check and doing the same thing you've always done. It's like, whoa, dude, I mean, been long enough. It's been fucked up enough. Fix it. But anyway, so that's where Chris and I were kind of going with. So that, like I said, the next one deals with deployment because as you come out west, 
you're gonna have to deploy on the clock. You're gonna have to start moving with your equipment. I mean, why we're talking about packs and lightening them up, why we're looking at redesigning that stuff to carry things slightly different. It's one thing to say, okay, this is the pack I use in the military or this is the pack I used to go hunting and to do these things. But then if you're gaming, well, all that can almost go out the window and that's where experimentation comes in. That's why... You know, like even going back to the Gunny Hathcock time, they knew get a game guy and then put him in these situations and work around the game guy. We already have all that, but then we're not taking advantage of that or we're keeping it to ourselves. So we're taking game guys and we're saying, all right, we have this opportunity to learn from it with no penalty. If we build something and it fails, okay. It's not a big deal, right? It's like, all right, I have an idea. All right, I want to do this and do that and do that. Hey, how did that idea work? Well, I didn't. Okay, I learned something. You know, it's like the inverted ball head. It's, it's like, well, we know the elements of an anvil, and we're all running these ball heads, you know, the people who are, now let's change it up a little bit. We've had enough time with them. We know the pros and cons, the limitations. But it, if that's where your money is, if that's where you invested and you will see no reason to change that investment or to throw that one away and reinvest, repurpose, right? That's where this downtime comes in. That's where this ability to go, hey, man, sit back. Let's look at what I got. How can I do it better? I mean, there you can see who doesn't and who doesn't, right? You know what I mean? We want to be able to change things up. We want to be able to make things smoother. We want to be able to streamline this and make it more efficient. If, you know, if it takes me 10 words to get you to understand it, then I come back here, take some time off, think about it, have some, you know, breaks, have a couple, you know, drink a coffee, I'll wake up. Man, if I can do that in eight words, how do I do it in eight? Okay, I got it. And then the next one, it's like, how do I do it in six? Right? That's what we're looking to do because we want to be able to go from movement and carry, transportation, point A to point B, to executing the shot, engaging the target. And if we can shave that time, which we've already done through the comps, we know how to go quicker. Now we need to start putting it all together a little bit more because it's one thing to say, here's all my gear, put it over there. I need ABC, go up here, take three steps, drop it on the freaking piece of lumber, shoot, bang, 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 hit, hit, hit. Okay, cool. Go back, high five everybody. Now that. Now take that and say, I'm going to walk from A to B, carry all my stuff and deployment. There's got to be a progression. So that's what we're as. It's balance, man. I'm a balance guy. I'm always looking for that balance now because... We just see how important balance is in all of this that we're doing. So that becomes where I'm at with what's going on there. So uh, we'll get Chris in this week and we'll do some more. Like I said, I got Karin coming over tonight. Have some dinner and things like that. Um, You know, races on in a little bit. 
going on. But otherwise, I think it's good. I'm putting the Valks back together. I got all those two cases of Valkyrie ammo. People are texting, where's that Valkyrie ammo, man? I ain't telling you. I might need more. It's like 15 cents a round. Telling you where the heck that is? That's my ammo. I got two cases of it. Not or It's actually 10, but two boxes, 10 cases. Yeah, I got 10 cases of it. None of that's for you. That's my ammo. But anyway, what else do I got going on? I think that's pretty much it for today. I think I'm I'm there in a good space. Uh, we're moving, man. I'll have Chris in here. We're going to do some more videos. Give me suggestions. What do you want to see from a Crossfire video? What do you want to see from a podcast? I know I'm kind of, I've had like four people reach out to me. I've just, I've, it, it's these interrupted weeks you know, guys flying in on Tuesday, we're working on Wednesday, you know, then coming, it, it, it's like, I guess I could, but I'm, I'm slowing down. I don't want to juggle as much day to day to day to day to day. You know what I mean? If, if I can work and do these things three days a week, I'd rather do that than do it five days a week and be nuked, you know? So that's kind of where I'm, at. I'm getting old, man. I'm getting older. I don't want to. I don't want to be fucking doing it every day and killing myself. Let Phil and Kaylin and them guys do that. I don't need to do it. They can do it. So that is what what we're at. But we're moving. We're moving the needle. Check out the crossfire videos. Check out the sniper side stuff that we going on. There's some articles going up there. There's some new products that are dropping. I just got a word from um, Jim Fish. He's doing a, a, like a Leica thing. I guess Leica's got some new product that's coming out. And, and so there's stuff like that. Um, what else? We got all these feather lights. I mean, you light is right, right? We talked about that a lot. And look at all the new light stuff coming out. So now we need to put it into play, put it into practice, and go from there. Cool. All right, guys, I'm going to call this one good. I will talk to you soon. We're going to check out those videos. Check out on the Sniper's Hide. And we will go from there. Thanks for listening. I feel like the smooth, cool tones of Frank in this Everyday Sniper Podcast. You guys are bringing you the dulcet tones of... <laughs> what is it? <laughs> Symphony Sid. <laughs> I just thought it was Symphony Sid. Anyway, I'm out. I'm done talking. Talk to you guys.